Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today, we're joining you from inside the stomach of a pregnant space whale. You know, in a few minutes here, we're going to have a, a shuttle at our disposal, which... Uh, <laughs> see, see, you guys, you guys at home don't understand. Joe was worried this was going to be tasteless. Yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be humorless. What okay. does a pergle midwife look like? Well, I don't know. I mean, I thought it's all natural birth. And uh, imagine know. Joe in a wig. Do they come out at hyperspace speed? I was going to say, do they have hyperspace capabilities at birth? Because that's what I was sort of counting on. Or how do you track down the baby if it comes out at hyperspace? I don't know. But, see, uh, see, this is why we don't have enough time to talk about the things we want to talk about on the show. You just can't slow down, dude. Good point. Anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. Well, you never know where we're going to be. You always pose the interesting questions, Max. Okay. Uh, and that's something for the listener. They can they can ponder that as they listen today. Um, Weigh in, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And I, uh, I wonder what we'll talk about today. Let's see. Um... Uh, a certain Disney Plus series wrapped up, Ahsoka. We and have to talk about that. there's not a lightsaber laying on the table, so. And uh, <laughs> if you remember, last week Brandon wasn't here. We're going to say he was on assignment, even though technically you were on vacation. And um, you were basically, uh, where were you? Tell people where you were. I, Maybe I, we can get a field report. <laughs> I was in Anaheim. Uh, I spent two days at Disney. Uh and I went into Burbank to spend a day at Halloween Town. Oh, I, I don't know what I don't know what that is. So um, I, I didn't make it up to LA. I'm, very I'm much. still trying to figure out how he's back if he went to Halloween Town. Because oh yeah, I, that's why I asked him earlier. I, I said, uh, "Did you get deported?" Because that's the only way I could think to get you out of there. Uh, well, no. See, there's a there's a certain rule within Halloween Town, which I'll get into later, mm, that okay. explains why I couldn't be there for very long. Well, you were in Disney. You were yeah. sending pictures. You were posting oh, things. But I'm I'm really sort of curious because you told me, I think that I can say this on the air. Yeah. You said this was a sort of a family trip. And as a matter of fact, your family treated you to this trip. Right. 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 Um, um, my wife and my mother-in-law conspired to get me out of town because usually when I take any kind of time off, I'm either working a convention or I don't leave the house. Or you go to a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere and you know watch horror I, movies. I honestly, I honestly, no I'm just going to be honest with you, Joe. I do not take time off for that. I just do it on the weekend. Okay, but the the question is, would you have made this trip if you were paying for it? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, well, seeing as how I'm already conspiring to send myself back, mm. yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, what do you want to tell us about this? Because right now you got a nice. It's a pretty impressive lightsaber. Okay, yes. Uh, so I, I'm sitting here, and I, I have the Cal Ketsis, uh lightsaber from Jedi Fallen Order, complete with the battle damage and everything like that. Um, there was a slight mishap in when it came to shipping, and I don't have the one that I built at Savi's workshop because a friend of mine who was with me, we uh, got our lightsabers you know mixed up. I sent my things you know through air airmail, so of course it got here quicker. His he went with ground, which means we may see it sometime in December. Mm. And, and and you can, you know the suffering going on because when you want this, you want it. You know, oh yeah, you want it now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and there's nothing better when you've gotten back from a trip like this than to show off your wares, the spoils of mm. war, sir. 
Well, what is oh. it like there? I've never oh, been to Disneyland or so, Disney World, and so it's kind of, I don't I, know. I hadn't either, and, and that was what shocked a lot of the people that I was with because, you know, I was with my wife's family because, again, she conspired to get me out of town. Uh, and then to, you know, as part of that whole thing, she is out of town this week because she's going to a pink concert with her mom and sister in Phoenix. I think I had more fun. I, I, yeah. But you know how I feel about concerts. Uh, the bigger they are, the less music I'm hearing, the more agitated I get. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I turned into a seven-year-old. I was running wild through uh, Disneyland with a buddy of mine who kind of went because he goes to Disney all the time. He's been to Disneyland. Uh, he's been to Disney World. He's been to Disney Tokyo. Uh, the only one he hasn't been is to Euro Disney in Paris, and right. that's actually on his uh, trip list for next year. So he, so was, he knew where to go, right, what right. lines to get in, and all the other. And, of course, uh, you know, and this is what will appeal to Alan, is that I hit Disney just as the Halloween season comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, the Haunted Mansion is Nightmare Before Christmas themed. The, uh, the fireworks displays are Halloween screams instead of, you know, uh, you know Disney dreams. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Oogie Boogie's ba- the Oogie Boogie Bash, which was going to happen at California Adventure, has been sold out since June, so we couldn't get tickets wow. to that. But that's kind of like this giant Halloween you know, party, full-on costumes, everything else like that. And I'm not just talking about the cast members there. Right. Um, and then I also got a chance to uh, you know, dine at Cafe Orleans, uh, where I sat around like a good southern gentleman sipping on mint juleps and judging those around me. <laughs> Wait, so they have they have different themed like places to eat, like yeah, it's, it's like everything. Oh, you know, it's like every section of Disney is it's just like has its own thing. You've got Tomorrowland, you've got Frontierland, Adventureland, Fantasyland, uh, the New Orleans uh, Square, which is where uh, you know uh, like the Haunted Mansion and stuff is, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and and then of course there's Galaxy's Edge. Well, Which, there you go. Yeah, I was wondering about that. You walk so. into Galaxy's Edge, and it is literally like walking into a spaceport in the Star Wars universe. Um, I mean, and and you do. I, I got to see Kylo Ren accost some young kids to make sure that they weren't uh, Jedi <laughs> sympathizers. <laughs> okay. It was, okay. It was, it was interesting. Good. It was interesting. I mean, all of our stuff got shipped out through First Order Cargo. Right. That's First order funnier. cargo, that's what they call it. That's that's the that's the uh place within uh Galaxy's Edge where you can go and ship all your stuff that you just spent entirely too much money uh home so you don't have to put it on a plane. Okay, mm. you said I w- when you showed us this lightsaber, I'm like, "Oh gosh, okay, he spent like 400 bucks on it, but it was less than 200 bucks." Yeah, less, I I yeah. think it's this actually was, pretty reasonable. This was less than 200 bucks. Uh and then of course the one you build is only like 237. You get the the you know the saber the blades all the pieces you get the sheath and everything it's uh you know it's a it's a really good deal I yeah. mean it's it's high end so it's a little expensive and it's Disney so it's got the Disney tax right but uh yeah it, it was I would go back um, I was wondering if the if you'd go back I, I, yeah, I need so. to train better though because uh I am not used to walking that much mm. I have a car for a reason right oh you're on <laughs> your feet all day right yeah, at and, this thing so and that first day you you want to cut them off. Okay. All right. So we'll probably get a, a little follow-up uh, action on that. And then, of course, we're going to talk, instead of, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Disney uh, shows uh, when we talk about the uh, Ahsoka, whatever. I'm losing my train of thought. Just go to break, Max. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Max, the producer, just pushed the red button. The Geek Patrol is back. 
Okay. I'm That's, still trying to figure out what that thing does. It, it hits record, Joe. Okay. There's still a, a, a rumbling <laughs> just He does it all started. the time. All right. Well, I know he, 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 he threatened those ejector seats, but I don't know if they've been installed yet. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank You don't Radio, know if everybody. they haven't yet. Exactly. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And if you're just tuning in, uh, Brandon was reporting in. He visited, he he, he went to Disneyland, a middle-aged, uh, you know, uh, guy for the, the first time. Gen went Xer to... became a five-year-old. Well, I've yep. never seven gone to Disneyland. Seven. Yeah. A seven-year-old. A seven-year-old. Se- uh, five-year-olds aren't tall enough to ride some of those rides. That's right. you got to be seven. Yep. Yeah. Right. And you said you'd go back, though. This, I would this, totally go back. Yeah, this trip, you you were treated. You didn't have to pay right, for it. Right, right. And so, uh, okay. Well, speaking of Disney and Star Wars, how could we fail to uh, discuss the Ahsoka wrap-up? And I'm going to do my best to not sound like just a complete hater, but, um, but I'm, I'm going to let you guys uh, lead no, the discussion no, I, no, right no, now. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's like the, sh- the show was so good leading up until that last episode, and it left so much dangling. Well, and then, it had you know, to. It, well, Nah, they- it, no, it really didn't. Uh, you know, when, when you've got a show that's only guaranteed one season as a lead-in to a set of movies that Dave Filoni is going to eventually do based on the Mandoverse, um, you, you you need to wrap a little more up than that. I don't know. But I will say this, and it's this is strictly me just going, aha, in Alan's face. I got my blue ghost Anakin. You did. I did. Is that all you cared about for this uh, thing? Well, well, no, he's he, been predicting that now for... He and I have had this conversation multiple times. times. And I like the fact that they did pay off a little bit yeah. of Anakin is who's going to bring balance to the Force. Because now, that's who he is. post-death. But, <laughs> True. you know, we're having to dredge him up and retread him a few times. Yeah, I did um, like Caden Christensen. As, I thought he did a good job. I thought he looked... They they made him look good. They did de aging and everything. So and I, I yeah. he seems like a really cool guy. So I'm glad to see that he well, he got to do his part I'm just, well. I, I am really glad to see the you know the fandom community around Star Wars give him the love that he deserves because right. they hated him after the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, all right for for the prequels themselves for as as much trashing as they got. They have been the entire universe since then. Yeah. Because, yeah, all right, we went back to the original saga. You didn't like that either. So, all right, so here we go. And I will give, I will give Filoni credit for one thing if he can make it pay off at this point. Congratulations. You just gifted yourself a whole new galaxy to go play with, with the lack of the word. Canon. Yep. Oh. Now you can actually go do what it is you want to do without 20 million people nitpicking every freaking knot tied on a jacket or who went to the potty when or who did what to. Now they have a whole new galaxy to go play in and you still got the original sandbox. True, true. And what I, I, I don't want to bring us all the, back to my trip again, but yeah, you uh, go ahead. That, you know, that week uh, where we went to Disney, that was the first week that Harrison Dula, Ezra Bridger, and Chopper were park characters. Right. And we got to see them outside of Rise of the Resistance, which means Ooh. that 
they are using the characters from Rebels to boost the storylines that will eventually pay off in the sequel trilogy. Mm, okay. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, let me just put my, whatever, let me just put my two cents in and then, you know, whatever. Throw your nickel in. So we, so we, we come into Ahsoka and, and I've said it I, I unapologetically. I said, coming into this, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. I think she's a favorite of a lot of people. You definitely, most people like Ahsoka based right. on the uh, Clone Wars and Rebel no, cartoons. she was a so. brat and grew up. And she's mm -hmm. just cool. So yeah. the expectations are high with this. And plus, Rebels, is this is basically a sequel to Rebels, and Rebels was a really popular show with a lot of great growth and great Star Wars moments. And so, I don't know, and the, the bar was set very high, and I just, I don't know, I expected more. I will, I'll say this, the only character that, to me, from Rebels that didn't, get diminished was chopper everybody <laughs> everybody else i felt like I, I don't know i didn't see any there was no moment in 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 this that i was like wow that is a mo uh, you know they just said something really cool or they did something really cool i thought it was just a lot of stuff happening and people doing things but i just didn't care i hate to say it stuff it's happening like, and people doing things joe just described every fandom movie ever i know yeah. i don't know yeah but um that's that's <laughs> all i'll say about my thing i mean there were there right. were things like i said i liked hayden christensen's mo and mm. and who's the who who played the young who's the actress that played the young ahsoka i thought she was great oh, I, i'm not i can't remember her name and she was I'm good just don't i have, like those flashbacks we don't have enough time sequences. in the segment to look it up <laughs> okay, but um, no, I mean, I'm sure you guys liked and disliked moments, so. Well, I, I mean, mean, like I was saying, it's like everything's really fun leading up to the end, and then it's just like, okay. I mean, I was expecting, you know, all right, uh, action-packed, double-sized episode, finish it off, boom, get us to a good point. But it, it had the same ending that you see in Empire the first time you watch it. You're like, really? That's where we're going to stop? Well, they did. I mean, they they there's it's an unapologetic cliffhanger, yeah. but yep. but okay. What about Thrawn? Because I mean, that was what this whole thing and Thrawn and Ezra are in there. But uh, what what about Thrawn as a villain? Did you first no, of all, if don't, you don't have subtitles, could you even hear what he was saying? Oh yeah, because I I I, mean, I, I can crank that TV up really loud. Okay, uh, but no, it's just I, and I know I'm gonna catch flack for this, but I have never liked Thrawn. Oh. I didn't like him in the books. I didn't like him in the comics. I didn't like him on Rebels. I, Thrawn sucks. What is opinion. it about? That's interesting. He's just not interesting. That's the problem. He is. You literally could have taken any moth or general or anything, and 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 thrown them in, and it's the same character. Who is? Um, why am I forgetting the name? Who's who's the moth? You know, from um um, uh, Tarkin. Rogue, Tark Tarkin. Grand Moff Tart. Now that if you read his, he's got a great. There's a novel about him. Yeah, he is. Now that guy Tark is fascinating. He's a monster, but he's fascinating. So right, and actually, even from his own point of view, he really isn't. That would have yeah. been a good, you know. Of course, well, he mean, died, I mean, so you yeah. can't really do much of it. <laughs> I mean, hey, Andor dies, and they're doing a whole thing about him. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, we'll continue the uh, hate and the love. I hope. Uh, when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Warning, Romulan ale has been known to cause diarrhea. The Geek Patrol is back. Just chase it with a little uh, Klingon blood wine and it neutralizes the system. I was but, the person who did the trial testing for that. Thanks. Mm. Thanks, Max, for nice. that report. Nobody and, believes you. And welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. 
Enjoy your breakfast right now, folks. Mm. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass as we mix genres. But, I mean, how could we fail to talk about Star Wars today? And, boy, we're lucky the microphones aren't on during our break because all we've done is, you know, rip beloved characters. Brandon, I was sort of amazed to hear that you 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 don't like Thrawn. I don't like Thrawn. He's... You find him, what, one-dimensional? It, or something? Seriously. Okay. He, it's like, I am loyal to the Empire. I am loyal to my people. I'm. I, he's Himmler. Okay. Uh, and right. Is he not, Alan? I'm not. <laughs> don't play it me right now because <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that one. It's it's all right. It's a character that, Again, that has, if you read the book, you'll like Thrawn as a character. I've read the book. It's a I big book too. I've read it. You don't care. And, I've read Heir to the Empire. I've, and, and did a live I, show I, I, on I, I, and did a live show at a convention with the author. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's you know it's it's a character that has entirely too much potential. And most of the books you've read about him no longer exist within canon because Disney marked most of those not real. The uh, the the only Thrawn uh, can- thing, parts that are canon are the things that Disney has shown us. That seems really silly. Well, I don't know how you uncanonize something. Well, I mean, that's weird. Right, we, Lucas, right. Lucas has already has always said that the the novels are not canon. They that way that you know that's why he can you know on a whim go. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. Hmm. All right. That's why they refer to them as the legends. Your your book verse versus your comic book verse versus your movie verse. Yeah. Uh, To keep using and overusing the phrase verse of you have different potential and the different ability to show how a story is developed in their each their own unique way. Hmm. A comic can go directions that a live-action movie cannot. A live-action movie, and I have pointed this out time and time again, is roughly 75 to 80 pages to hopefully get your money and get you in a theater. You don't have a lot of time. And the more, quote-unquote, canon you got to shove in those 80 pages, the harder and harder and harder it gets to be entertaining. And I will go back to book number four, episode 37, whatever, The New Hope, whatever they renamed it. Yeah. Episode four. You never have the opportunity that movie had. That movie's opportunity was everybody was fresh. Well, yeah. Every stereotype was fresh. And they were horrible stereotypes. If you go back and watch that movie, the original movie... It's entertaining. It's got chemistry, but you're never going to introduce a villain like Vader again. You're never going to introduce an adorable sidekick like Chewie again. You're never going to introduce a lovable scoundrel again like Han Solo. You had your shot. Then you got two more movies to wear a good, comfortable shoe and show you what happens to them. I guess I'm wondering at this point in Star Wars, are we, because I was thinking about it, you know, I love Sherlock Holmes. I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan. I'll read any book about Sherlock Holmes that right. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote. He's not the only one that wrote. There's there's tons of other authors that have written. Well, he's and now I don't, public domain. And I've read there's, a few of them and I just don't care as there's much. A, there's so, a Sherlock Holmes the Hellraiser crossover. So, wow. Well, are we yeah. are we in a point, too, where it's just going to be like, okay, we, we, um, 
I only care about uh, Star Wars that Lucas produced, or is it like I guess? Well, I'm no, just I, wondering. There's so many people with their hands in the cookie jar that I don't know. It's think, hard to keep track of because I, I love Andor. Right, and, right. You know, I don't know. I think our biggest issue right now is the fact that we have such high hopes because of what we've been given already that we were expecting more than actually is being given. Yeah. That doesn't make this bad. It just doesn't make it what we're expecting. Yeah. And I think they're operating in a very in a very limited area of time in this universe cuz this universe expands both space and time. We have yet to see anything about the old republic and Darth Revan. Like we should be tapping more into the way back elements of right. Star Wars. Amen. I, okay. I would love to learn about okay. that. I Amen, would, brother. I, I would like to go yeah. ahead and, and take a moment to go, um, you guys really need to pay attention to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. I never we are, It's on the way. We are getting a movie that starts off with basically the first Jedi. It is the beginning of the order, like mm -hmm. from the ground up. And I don't remember who they said was doing it, but I know it's somebody where you're like, he's going to make a Star Wars movie? I hope it's some, but see that's the whole thing because whoever made you know yeah. uh, what is Tony uh, what who made Andor you know if uh, what why can't I think Tony Gilchrist I think Gilroy but, uh, Gilroy it just depends it's another one of these where okay well it the subject matter could be fascinating but it's all about who do, who's who's in charge of the ship so I right. mean that's the thing so I don't just take it as okay well they're they're talking about this because I mean this show. Ahsoka was talking about one of my favorite characters, and I wound up not caring at all. So right, and and to think about it, it is one of your favorite characters being written by the person who created her, which makes no sense to me because we it always makes absolutely perfect sense in the scheme of things because you know the uh, the the story notes that led to Luke being you know a hermit who ran away from his responsibilities just like every other Jedi that fails. Uh-huh, I said it. Mm. Um, you know, so you've got Ahsoka, you know, being written by the guy who created her, and she's trying to keep herself from becoming what her master became, become, became because she was trained to be a Jedi in a time of war. And mm, that okay. leads to despair and anger. And she's trying to purge herself of all those things, hence the white sabers. Uh okay, but in order to purge yourself for that things, you have to lose connection. But Dave Filoni made it's it's just amazing to me that he could do such great work with the animateds that we you know we all love and revere, and yet live action. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if he just doesn't know how to do live action or what. I don't. I don't no, know. No, I mean, no, why because, would it no, be because, that different? Because when you're writing it, it's the same. That's what I don't get. That's what I'm saying. How could it feel so different? It doesn't feel it's just not, like Mandalorian but, season three didn't feel like. Well, Mandalorian, the first two seasons, Mandalorian so. season three felt different because they were trying to push in a bunch of stuff that got canceled. Yeah, I don't know, man. And you so. didn't have, you know. Did. All right. We'll, we'll have some parting thoughts when we come back here uh, on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Did someone order a life-size statue of Optimus Prime? The Geek Patrol is back. Did you get that too at Disneyland? No, uh, different properties. Different properties, and they could have. Yeah, I, I, I would have had to go to Universal, uh, but uh, yeah, that thing's seventeen feet tall. I don't need that. And, uh, and they they didn't have to send it in five hundred boxes that we have to assemble ourselves. No, it's just lying flat on the table. We got uh, a big table here. Okay, and welcome back to. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, and welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And we've been uh, hating on, I mean, reviewing Ahsoka. I don't even know how much review. We're just 
we're just venting our what is it called? Venting our spleen. Well, I am. I um, mean, let's say one thing. Airing I, the grievances. You know like, who I liked on this show? Uh, Ray Stevenson's character, which I forget the name. Balin you know, Skull. Balin Skull. I liked him, and I liked Shin Hati, his his Padawan. A lot of people have ridiculed her as just sort of your run of the mill Padawan. Uh, they're, they're, I think she's kind of cool. They're you know. they're rejects from Game of Thrones, but they made the show <laughs> worth it. I liked him. What I don't like is I have no clue what his plan is. I have no clue oh. what is whatever oh. you know what his strategy. Oh. And unfortunately, he, he passed away. So what do they do now? Well, I mean, you, you since you don't have a second season prepared, and you're going to basically slap us with all these in later shows. Yeah, um, you recast. But yeah, I guess they have where, to recast. You know, that's that's the birthplace of the force. Um, that's where he's at. Is that what it is? Because um, yeah, some people have also pointed out all the Lord of the Rings imagery that mm-hmm. were that were in the show. Well, you, you notice know, he so. looked he looked like that carved uh, statue of the father. Right. So right. that's where he is. He's at the birthplace of the Force. I wish somebody would have told us that, but I guess uh, if you read the books, you you knew that. Is that- no, no, no. Um, it's more along the lines of you you've researched the things, and then people go, "Oh my God, he, they 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 did that." Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's there's, interesting. Well, there's there's but- a Disney. In in literature, I'm going to call it literature because the way it's written, it might as well be. Yeah, um, has started a you know storyline based in the High Republic times. Mm-hmm. And there's there's all sorts of discussion there, and problem is is this is where Disney and and honestly Lucasfilm have have kind of dropped the ball multiple times. They don't push the supplemental material that you kind of need to know to recognize things. Right, um, Alan, you know what that's like. Yep. <laughs> Well, all right. Basically, with everything going forward, you're just going to have to unplug a little bit, step back a little bit, and just enjoy the show. Of uh, Because adding too much thought to it, uh, there's too much baggage. Yeah. There's too much weight. and it's Too much fun. content. Well, yeah. but, but, you know, it's fun to recognize an Easter egg. It's hilarious when they use a phrase like, she's a Ronin. Or their Boken Jedi or stuff like that that you can you can grab on and have fun right. with. And I'm gonna go back to just one central image of the entire Disney verse that made it all worthwhile. I, I know and where that was going. Boba Fett riding a Rancor. It's true. That was just pure fan service that honest to goodness had nothing to do with anything. Oh, yeah. so okay. it was just kind of like, all right, guys, buckle in. You know yeah. the character. Put it on like an old shoe. Enjoy it, and don't get too deep. You know okay. what? You know what was really fun though. What Loki season two episode one? I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> Wait, hold, hold I'm, on. I'm I'm waiting on that for dessert. It, it was... I, I wanted to bring that. Hang, hang on, one quick question though, Brandon, because yeah. what what he said. Uh, Right now, we have, uh, I have a practical question. Right now, there are stormtrooper zombies on that planet oh, with Ahsoka Lord. and Sabine. What is the lifespan? How do they operate? Do they just live until they rot away? Or, right, so, and what is the threat that well, they pose? I'm, I'm waiting for Pride and Prejudice they're, they're, and stormtrooper zombies. All right, so, okay. so they're Night Brothers. They're the Night Brothers, the Night Sisters, the, the Knights of Dotham, all that stuff. They're just resurrected uh, spirits in there. Once they get released from the shell they're gone just like when merrick got cut in episode three or four uh we everybody's thinking he's oh he's gonna be some big major character nope. and ahsoka slices his st- chest open and you see all that green mist go out and then he was gone 
Okay, so the that's zombies... what happens to them every time they 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 are only they're not really zombies. They're resurrected spirits in, inhabiting those bodies. Once they take a fatal wound, they are gone. So they're like in theory from Harry Potter, which are reanimated corpses. Yes, yes, okay. that's very much like that. Okay. Hey, quick, quick, quick thing, because I know you nope. want to get to. Uh, I know you want to get to. Uh, we don't have Loki. enough time to get into Loki. Well, I'm let's just, saying just it's yeah, fine. yeah. Well, let's just put that for next week. <laughs> we do have a little business to take care of before we get out of here. Hey, we are only what five weeks away from the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention, yeah. so it's time to take action. Get your tickets now. You can go to uh, memphiscfc.com, and I do, uh, we're going to get confirmation. But I, I really think you're you're. The best bet is to order in advance. Uh, to... I, I agree. Uh, we, we're doing things a little bit different. Uh, we are partnered with 901 Ticks, and we uh, it's it's a it's a whole new ball game for us. We've got a new venue. We've got new uh, you know setups. We've got all sorts of new things. Bigger, it, yeah. Bigger, hopefully better. Um, but it might be a good idea to get your tickets in advance. Yeah, I would do that. And also, our, you know, uh, if you're new to the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention, so it's coming up November 10th through 12th at the uh, University of Memphis Holiday Inn, which is a really fun venue. It's perfect for a convention. It is laid out exactly the way we need it, which we're excited about. It's a central location, free parking. We're going to do a lot of partnerships with the university students and all that. And we purposely keep our tickets very affordable so you can bring your whole family. We have yeah. lots to do for, for all ages, and it's really too much to describe here. So yeah. check out the website, MemphisCFC.com. Well, I'm going to hit folks with a couple of highlights that I definitely think you should check out. Yeah. Um, for the first time ever, we are partnered with uh, Memphis Esports and oh, yeah. Uplay. Uh, they will be giving away a... Uh, Actually, it is a two thousand uh, dollar classic gaming console that plays twenty six hundred games. Yep. Somebody's uh, going to win that. It's right. A somebody's going to so, win this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're giving it away. That's that they're in charge of those rules. No, it's a competition. You but, have yeah, to earn it. Like, so yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, for the first time ever, we're partnered up with Grind City Movie Madness, which is a film group here in town. They're going to be doing a uh, a trivia and a debate, uh, you know, presentation. Right. Um, you got to check out our cosplay contest. Jesse Gaston always does an amazing job with our cosplayers. And coming back once again uh, is the Piranha Room with a oh, yeah. much larger setup. Uh, we're going to have blacklight artists. We're going to have goth music. We're just going to have a lot of fun. And that is at 8 o'clock on Saturday, November 11th. Yeah. Uh, Joe, are we going to do like we did last year? Uh, yeah, but uh, it, we don't have any more time to plug it. Go to MemphisCFC.com. <laughs> the show's over, you guys. We got to get out of here. So uh, until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Ellen Gilbreth. I'm Maximilian. And I am Brandon Olmstead, already ready to take another vacation from this place. <laughs>